Most young preachers think the number of church members is important because it is through numbers where some determine if their vision will impact the community or not. Today, most churches are interested in how big their auditorium is and pastors are respected by the number of followers they have. I later understood that for a ministry to succeed, it is not about filling the dome or by how many overflow halls you have. Ministry is successful when souls receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, welcome everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, you are in the best of spirits, especially with everything that is going on out there. The world is rapidly changing before our eyes. And for those of us that may know the Word of God, we know exactly what time it is. This is definitely the time where we must continue to draw closer and closer to the Lord. We must shelter ourselves under his wing because it is extremely important. Each day we see Bible prophecy unfolding before us at such a rapid pace, starting since twenty. And as always, before beginning, I'd like to start by giving all honor, all praises, and all glory to Father God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, because without them, I am nothing. But because of Christ Jesus and everything that He has done on the cross, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode, as well as this podcast series. And once again, I'd like to take some time out real quickly to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, whether that's by hitting play or simply download. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. And God bless you. I truly appreciate it. And I do hope and pray that the episodes have been a blessing to you. Today is June 11th, 2023. Three and the temperature now is currently 79 degrees. It feels very comfortable in here. We've been having some beautiful spring weather and I truly give God thanks for that. Because, yeah, I don't like the heat and I don't like the cold. But if there's a choice between the summer and the winter, hmm, I'd take spring and fall. But if I have to choose between summer and winter, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't like being hot. And I don't like the cold either, but I think I still would prefer the cold. 
as long as I'm not freezing. The time now is currently 3.18 p.m. Yes, it's Sunday, 3.18 p.m. PM, I'm sorry. And I am currently sipping on just some Powerade. I hope that each and every one of you are doing well. The name and title of today's episode is The Church Mafia. Today's episode is inspired and based on the book entitled by the same name, which is Church Mafia by Pastor Makalo Sintumale Ramabulana. And this is part two of the Church Mafia series. And this is episode number one, two, six. Once again, in today's episode, I will be covering some of the things that Pastor Makado has shared in his book. And once again, I truly hope and pray that this episode will be an eye-opening as well as an ear-opening message or episode for someone who hears this message. If you did not have a chance to listen to part one, I will go ahead and leave a link in the description box where you can go ahead and listen to it. You know, if you choose to do so, in the meantime, just sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage, and join me back here in a few minutes as we get started. So I'll see you in a few. Are you looking to spice up your quiet time Bible time with the Lord? Well, guess what? I might just have the right thing to help you. There is nothing better than being able to spend quality and intimate time with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and in His Word. For many of us, this may look different from day to day. Check out my 20-piece digital quiet time Bible study bundle. It comes with six topical scripture writing plans to encourage and uplift you as well as to help you get into the Word of God. So if you're ready to dig deeper or simply ready to give your Bible study a boost, check out my 20-piece Quiet Time Bible Study Bundle and other digital Bible study resources at Jahira Print Shop. The link will be featured in the description box. And as always, I'd like to take the time out to say thank you to each and every one of you. I do hope and pray that you will be blessed. listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Welcome back. And without further ado, let's get into it. I am not going to do a recap of part one. Like I said before previously, I will go ahead and leave a link 
in the description box for part one for those of you who might be interested in listening to part one. And on that note, let's just get started. One of the things that Pastor Mercado talks about in this book is about his good friendship with Mr. J. M. Biza, who has been a good friend since the beginning of his ministry, even in its infancy. This is what he had to say. As I was in the city, I met an anointed musician I had met some years before at a stadium crusade. I shared my vision with him and he loved my vision. We prayed and started to plan the launching service together. The connection and brotherly love I had for J.M. Biza was like that of David and Jonathan in the Bible. J.M. Biza remained a friend throughout the ups and downs of my ministry, and he believed so much in my vision and theological gifts as much as I believed in his music gift. J.M. Biza encouraged me by saying, I believe in the vision that the Lord has placed in your heart. And I always believe that you would bounce back no matter what. A lot of people struggle to accept me back into the ministry after my deliverance from occult practices. But people like J.M. Biza welcome me back with brotherly love. Pastor Makata grew up in a Christian family and home where he studied and watched how his parents ran their ministry. And this is what he said. He said, I had thought I had seen and known it all. I was taught at the Bible college that when a person establishes a church, he should remember that Jesus Christ had already laid the foundation and that no man can lay any other foundation. But instead of me investing in my pastoral career by enrolling in leadership and ethics courses, I found myself raising money to travel to countries in Africa to obtain anointing and more powers. As a young pastor who now envied people who operated as prophets, I also wanted to be called a prophet. Hence, I became obsessed with visiting experienced spiritualists around Africa for powers. Because of the slow growth of his ministry, Makata began to experience financial deficiencies that began to infect his entire life. So let's fast forward to one day where he meets up with a group of his pastor friends. And this is what he had to say. I started to network and associate with other prophets who had no theological training as they did not believe in a study discipline, but in miracles. And this group of prophets did not believe in submitting to anyone that caused most of them to become rebellious to any authority. What attracted me to them was their rich practical experience 
that seem to be flourishing, overshadowing all the theological terms and theories I had acquired at Bible college. They lived such glamorous and luxurious lifestyles, and most of them were school dropouts. My association with them convinced me that ministry can make an ordinary person like myself wealthy, and I could live my dream. And some of those prophets were even given honorary doctorates, even though some of them had dropped out of school from primary and high school. And when I tried to practice all the knowledge that I had obtained from the Bible college, I sensed a feeling that my church was just growing at such a slow rate, while these prophets were just living comfortably and traveling the country in the fastest and most expensive cars. So let's just go ahead and fast forward. So one day, Makado meets up with one of these particular pastor friends of his. And this particular friend of his, he operated as a prophet. And this is what Makado had to say. He said, my finances were also starting to affect the ministry and my life in general. And over the years, I have discovered that life in the ministry differs from one congregation to the other, but finances and church growth are the most common problems faced by many pastors. One day, as I was seated on the passenger seat talking to one of my friends who operated as a prophet, I heard someone addressing him as doctor, and I wondered, when and how he acquired such a qualification with such a busy schedule like his. The prophet used to travel from one place to another, performing miracles through his prophetic ministry. And I suspected that he might have bought or bribed someone to obtain the title of doctor. But I let it go as I did not want to burden myself with other people's hidden agendas. And as I looked at the back seat, I again saw a lot of valuable items, like the most expensive cell phones, watches, designer jackets, and shoes, and very expensive laptops. I then asked my friend where he had obtained all these items from. And he responded to me by saying that he received all those valuable items from a tent crusade. He said, I commanded people to give their Isaac seeds, and I made sure that every single person offered even by force in that tent crusade. And those who did not give were commanded to borrow money, and they did, said the prophet, as we were driving in his luxurious and head-turning SUV car. My friend then told me to open the front cabinet of the car, and as I saw a lot of thick white envelopes, which contained an undisclosed amount of money that he had received from his recent tent crusade. And when I saw all these envelopes, I thought to myself, God made his cup to overflow. And then he goes on to say, he says, 
My friend then laughed so loudly as he instructed me to take one cell phone from the back seat as he was planning to take all the phones and electronics he received at the tent crusade to a pawn shop in town. Ministry seemed to look promising and bright whenever I was with this prophet. It was far more exciting than when I was sitting at home and meditating on the word of God and his promises. Now and then, Dr. Prophet would receive calls from people who seemed to be complaining or who were not pleased about something that went wrong. And Dr. Prophet would threaten the callers with scary curses and a life without peace. The followers were gripped by fear and they were forced to obey their prophets as they operated like half God and half men addressing ordinary people who were not rooted in the word of God. As no one tested the authenticity of these so-called miracles for the gullible and unsuspecting eyes, every testimony looked convincing and true as it was done by the so-called prophet of God. The prophet then gave me an envelope with 500 rand inside, and he told me, that I would see what I could do with the money. In my mind, I knew that I would buy something for my family and me to eat. He told me that he was rushing to meet his girlfriend, who happened to be a wife of one of the pastors with whom he had held his tent crusade some years ago. I looked at him with so many questions in my head and did not respond as he was my senior in ministry. But I could not stop admiring the beauty of his car as he took off. Now, after this false prophet, doctor, pastor, satanic friend of his dropped him off, he began to really feel discouraged about his ministry. And he also began to doubt his gift and his calling. So listen here to what he had to say. He says, I wondered why those who follow God's principles and God's ways and did everything according to the book seem to be stuck compared to those who were breaking all the rules and principles of the Bible. And that is when Makado began to think of other ways to boost his church and his ministry. You see, he wanted to prove to those who had left his church that he could do it without them. And because of the failure to grow his church, the pressure led him to seek out and to become closer to these group of prophets, P-R-O-F-I-T-S, who all lived these flamboyant and flashy lifestyles. Now listen here to what he had to say about this group of flamboyant pastors. This group of prophets did not have to pray, did not read the word of God, nor meditated on the word of God as they spent most of their time talking about the richest pastors and profits, and about the expensive cars and properties they owned. 
They idolize all those controversial and international pastors and prophets. And I gradually lost focus on the work with which the Lord entrusted me when I became closer to the circle of friends. Most of their conversations revolved around prosperity and on how God blessed them with abundant material wealth. Now these groups of clearly satanic prophets were accustomed and hell-bent on preaching unsound doctrines that were not Bible-based, or in other words, not scriptural. They were not biblical. These were the very same groups of men who claimed that they had powers to curse and power to command miracles using their tongues, and which in return caused them to have large amounts of followers. Listen here once again to what Makado had to say. All the things they had acquired sounded and looked like what I had been praying and searching for during the cold and long nights of prayer in my church tent. His friendship began to grow, and before you know it, Pastor Makata began to adopt and practice the very same unsound doctrines in his church as his false prophet demonic friends. And because he wanted to be part of them and acquire the very same lifestyle and things that they had, and also he wanted them to reveal the source of their power and prosperity. So this is what he had to say. I, however, knew that their kind of power was not from God as they practiced unsound doctrines. So basically, he knew that what they had was not from the Lord, but yet he sought after this power, these evil powers, by practicing and teaching the same unsound doctrines. His friend promised to not only accompany him, he also told him, that while they were in Nigeria, he would take him to visit some of the international pastors and prophets of some of the mega churches in Nigeria so that they would be able to lay their hands on him so that he could be more powerful. His friend also told him that they would also go on to certain places where they would go to obtain these powers instantly. Pastor Makata was extremely excited. But then he realized that he might be seen on the television when one of these pastors laid their hands on him publicly. Now, most of these churches broadcasted their services publicly, and he did not want to be seen. And his friend then looked at him and laughed hysterically. Confused, Makata asked him, why did he find what he said so funny? Listen to what his friend had to say in reference to his question. He said, Do you think what you see on most of these TV channels is real and true? I said, yes. Television can't lie, 
And my friend said, don't worry. Even if we can go to these televised miracle churches, you won't be prophesied upon since you will be, have already belonged and turned into one of us by then. And he says here, my experienced friends said such miracles were usually staged in order to promote how powerful the presiding prophet or the senior prophet is. What? I asked myself. Do you mean that even those old women who surrender their juju powers to the prophet and cry bitterly on the stage are also a scam? I asked. Yes, it is well rehearsed and arranged for tele-evangelism purposes. And all these things are called to be the work of the man of God, he said. That is when I realized all this time people were being fed lies and staged performances in the banner of prophecy and miracles. And then the prophet said, don't worry. I will teach you all the tricks of this game since you have a willing heart and are eager to learn. Well, well, well. So yes. Pasta Mikado of course would go on and I'm not going to go any further as to anything further in the book. You would have to, if you're interested, you can purchase the book and go further. Trust me. There's a whole lot more than what I was reading there. But before I um, close off this episode, I just want to touch on something um, real quickly in his book right here that I want to read. And this is the part where he is inquiring about the powers you know, after he's getting close to his, to his friends, he starts to inquire about what kind of powers they're using and how to come about these powers. And this is what he says. He said, one day I asked one of the closest friends of the Dr. Prophet, who was also experienced the second touch as it was usually called by them and how they obtained this second touch. Now, they believe that the first touch usually happens when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Well, at least, thank God, they believe that part. And the second touch happens when you obtain powers from a particular person or spiritualist. The closest friend of Dr. Prophet was free enough to claim that since he received the second touch and impartation, he had seen a huge change in his ministry which equaled finances as well as membership in a short period of time. His story challenged me as a man did not even have any proper training from a Bible college. And actually this guy, he used to play a keyboard at his church, but was later introduced to this kind of operation when he traveled with this prophetic friend of mine in 10 Crusades. You see, Dr. Prophet was a powerful and eloquent preacher, and his friend used to play melodic and touching keyboard hymns when he preached. 
And after my serious conversation with this keyboard player who now turned profit, I told myself that I would raise money to make sure that I would go and get this second touch and impartation in Nigeria. So that is where I am going to kind of end it. And just real quickly, um, here's a little something more that, that, that the keyboardist turned prophet said, a false prophet said. He said he had seen so many people visiting his country to obtain powers and upon their return, their ministries would take a different turn that seemed prosperous. He also mentioned that business people, president, politicians, pastors, celebrities, musicians, herbalists, and traditional doctors visited particular places in Nigeria that he knew that they would return with powers to be famous, to be voted into top positions, to be wealthy, and to have miracle and prophetic powers after their encounters. I was listening to the self-made prophet with so much interest and enthusiasm to become blessed with this second touch as well. Lord, help me that I don't get the second touch, please. And he says here, I saw going to Nigeria as an opportunity to obtain this impartation. I did not even reveal my plan to my wife as I knew that she would be against the whole change of direction. This is an awesome book that you really need to get. And he, he, he really married a good wife. That's why it's important. Marry a prudent wife. And remember, a prudent wife is, is from the Lord. Don't just marry a good-looking wife. She could be good-looking, but if she ain't got no prudent, then, you know, that's not the woman for you. Or vice versa. It shouldn't be just based on looks. God gave him a good wife that helped in his story, which I'm not going to go into. If you want to know further, you can pick up the book. And once again, the name of this book is Church Mafia by Pastor Makado Sintumale Rama Bulana. And the subtitle is Captured by Secret Powers, an Untold African Narrative. So this comes to the end of the Church Mafia series. I am not going any further with it. I think I have given enough information to at least pique your interest. Anything further, you can go ahead and, you know, you can buy the book and support the brother in his ministry. Um, this is definitely a work of God. And it will help to open, whether it's your eyes, my eyes, well, I already have the book, um, or someone else's who might be sitting under some of these false prophets. And if you think what I read was juicy, trust me, that's just a tip. There's a whole lot more. There's a whole, whole lot more. And it'll help you to understand a lot of things that you see going on in some of these churches out there. And that if you are a part of these so-called church mafia ministries, that hopefully you can turn away and come out. Come out and be separate, like the word of God says. Come out and be separate from amongst the church mafia. So on that note, that is going to be the end of this episode. 
So I'm going to close out real quickly in prayer. And I just want to say, Heavenly Father, you know, thank you so much for your son, Pastor Makado Sentumale Ramabulana, his ministry and his testimony that it may go forth, Father, and to be able to help to open the eyes and ears of many others who might have been captured by those secret powers that are being used in these church mafias, that they may be set free and that they may come out from amongst them in the name of Jesus. Amen. So basically, um, that is going to be it as far as the quote uh, let's see. I, I don't think I have a quote. Well, yeah, well, how about come out from amongst them? That'll work. Taken from the Bible. So I hope you enjoyed the church mafia series. I had to make it short because if I go any further, I'd be just giving away the book and that's not what I want to do. Definitely not. I just wanted to pique your interest enough to get you to read the book because the book contains a wealth of knowledge to help you know those of us that might be in need or someone that we may know in need in order to come out from amongst the church mafia amongst the false prophets and and, and um, keyboard player turns <laughs> prophets p-r-o-f-i-t-s so yes um and on that note I'd like to thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I do hope and pray that this podcast, this episode, as well as this series have been a blessing to you. And if so, please feel free to share it with others. Remember that the gospel is free, but it does cost us something to produce this. And please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, Podomatic.com, and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. It can also be found on Google Podcasts. Castbox, Player FM, Podacy, Podtail, Deezer, and everywhere that podcast can be heard. You can also feel free to like, share, and subscribe on either one of the above mentioned platforms. And also, please feel free to check out my other podcast entitled The Nuggets of Thankfulness Podcast, which is a devotional audio podcast, which is also featured on Spreaker.com, iTunes, Podomatic, Google Play, and everywhere that podcast can be heard. I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. My next episode is going to be a very special episode. Yes. So I can't wait for it to be released and I definitely can't wait for you to hear it. And I do hope and pray that it also be a blessing to you. So until then, remember... That as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. But remember, don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until you've passed from here. Now is the time. Now, while you're still here, accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. And if you have already done so, continue. Let us continue to hold on to our master as we go through this thing called life on the narrow road where so many are walking and headed on the road, the broad road of destruction. Let us continue on the narrow road and way of life. 
through Christ Jesus. So be blessed. See you next time.